0: We are geeking out over the new issue of Live Happy Magazine. This week, Live Happy CEO and Editorial Director Deborah Heiss joins us on this episode of the Live Happy Now podcast. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential.
1: To think about positive psychology, it's a science. And it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have
0: some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain.
1: And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now.
0: Well, it's exciting to have uh, someone who is very rarely available in the studio, and ironically... Deborah Heiss, our CEO and uh, All Everything Editorial Director, is actually able to be in the studio, and I am not. (laughs) So I'm recording remotely because I'm headed to a different country today. But Deborah actually makes it uh, into the studio. But it's it's exciting to have you on the program. How have you been? It's been forever. I
1: know it's been forever. And uh, you know, there's nothing I love more than doing the podcast for Live Happy. So I'm going to make an effort to get. To get on the podcast a few, a little more over the next few months, but it's exciting to be back on it. I, I, I really miss this part of it. Of course, you know I'm not getting to look at your lovely face this morning. Um,
0: well, that just, that just probably adds to your enjoyment of the day. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> You don't have to worry about that first thing in the morning before we've all had our coffee. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of having your morning coffee, a great way uh, to start your day is to have a nice cup, have a, a good piece of reading material, and we've got uh, the opportunity for folks to have another piece of reading material from us. The new edition of Live Happy Magazine is out. I've got a copy with me ready to take on the airplane and pour through, uh, but uh, I like a lot of our readers. I want to get a little bit of a preview of what's going on, so Deborah's here to uh, tell us exactly what we can expect from this issue. And right away on the cover, boom, it's Amy Farrah Fowler or Blossom, or if you like calling actresses by their real name, it's uh, Mayim Bialik from The Big Bang Theory. That's that's an exciting get right there.
1: No, I love that she's on the cover. I am a longtime geek. Um, Anybody who knows me knows (laughs) that I love science fiction. I love science in general. I love reading about how the world works and And how everything happens. I'm just fascinated by all of it. And, um, you know, she is a unique individual in that not only is she an actress, she's also an incredibly well-educated neuroscientist. So she's probably the only actor on the Big Bang Theory who understands what they're talking about. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know jim parsons might he seems like he's nerdy but but maybe not to that degree and it's perfect that we have her on the cover you know we like to get a celebrity on the cover but this issue really dives into her passion of of neuroscience and happiness and uh, well let's talk about uh her story she's she's all about achieving bliss and balance and she does that by living a normal life what, what can we learn from her in this in this article
1: well, you know, she's someone who has uh, an extreme dedication to her family. She actually homeschools her children, which isn't for everybody. Uh, I, for example, I don't homeschool; we don't homeschool ours. But in her case, she mm-hmm. finds it important because she's got a, a, you know, she's got a travel schedule. She has, you know, a professional schedule, which allows her to spend time with her children. But also, she you knows she's a she's a woman of faith. She's a conservative Jew, and and she practices that regularly. But really what she's focused on is balancing out her life so that her family and her children um, aren't impacted negatively by her career. Um, So she's, you know, she's she is divorced, but she is uh, happily parenting her her children and she's living a great life. And her journey is one of uh, having been in front of us for her basically her entire, you know, from her adolescence to being an adult. She's uh, been in the public spotlight and she's not only managed that well, but she's managed to build a very normal life aside from the fact that she's on the Big Bang Theory every week.
0: We mentioned her faith, and that's something you talked about in the book, uh, The the Ten Practices for Choosing Joy. And her spirituality is something that that she takes very seriously and something that uh, probably propels her and gives her strength and comfort when she's struggling to keep everything in balance.
1: Well, you know, spirituality is one of those topics that is always difficult to talk about because it's it's intensely personal for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But the science does show us that a connection uh, to something greater than yourself However you define spirituality, I mean, she's a practicing Jew. Uh, Many of our listeners and myself are, you know, practicing Christians. But there's a whole wealth of people out there who feel spiritually connected through other means, either through the earth or just through feeling like they belong to something greater, the greater universe. And the studies show Mm -hmm. us that this feeling will really... Uh, is really tied to your happiness because it kind of centers your place in the world.
0: And she's also found meaning with what she does, right? I mean, she's, she's obviously a very entertaining actress. I really can't imagine anybody else in the role of Amy Farrah Fowler on Big Bang Theory. Uh, but, but it's beyond that as, as a great entertainer, she's found her meaning as, as a mother as well.
1: Yeah, definitely from reading the article, you'll get the, the sense that acting is what she does, but her meaning is her family life. Her, she derives her meaning from where she spends time with her children and her family, which is where a lot of us find meaning. Not everybody gets to have the best job in the world like me. So many people, many people <laughs> find their meaning, uh, you know, in other places. But even that brings meaning to your work because you do it so that you're taking care of your family where it's really important. But yeah, she definitely derives meaning from her home life.
0: The uh, other articles in here, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to <laughs> cut her short, but it's a fantastic article. You can, you can find it uh, right away. It's very easy to find. But another thing I want to talk about is an article called What Happens in Vegas. And we're not talking Las Vegas here. We're talking about your brain and what it has to do with happiness. And we're looking at five paths to a more positive state of mind. What, what are those uh, five paths.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a small connection and uh, tell people what Vegas means first before we go there. Um, we're talking about the, vag- <laughs> the vagus nerve, which runs from your brain throughout your central nervous system, and it's really. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's uh you know colloquially called the love nerve because it's the one that really delivers oxytocin throughout the body. So when you have positive feeling, positive emotion, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which is why uh what happens in vagus is important to your brain. And this entire issue really is focused on your mind and what your brain has to do with happiness. But this article in spe- specifically addresses that. Um and really what what does your brain have to do with happiness? There's five paths like you said. And they include meditation, which we've talked about a lot on, uh, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We've, we've written a ton of articles about meditation and the value it can provide. I don't think there's any question that meditation provides value for people who choose to engage in it. Um, sleep, which sleep is something that we overlook. Those of us with busy lives who can't ever find time to be in the studio, <clears throat> <laughs> sleep is not always on top of our mind. But it is, it pay, resting your brain is a key to happiness food, of course, what we eat, language, the type of language we use, uh, you know, these are all things that are processed by your brain, but the type of the way your, your brain interprets language, what language means in conversation or in personal relationships, or even in how we talk to ourselves, and then smell, mm. you know, we always overlook the environment and smell is a big piece of the environment uh, that, that drives what we're feeling. So like if you're standing in the middle of a garbage dump you're much less likely to feel good or to feel happy than if you're standing, uh, you know, in the lobby of a spa, which has been perfectly uh, aromatized. To, I'm not sure that's a word, but ar- aromathized.
0: <laughs> nah, it's a word now. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to, to, to present a calming atmosphere. So these are things that all trigger activity in the, in the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is, of course, what spe- uh, spreads pleasure throughout your body.
0: Well, it's, it's a very interesting uh, topic. And, and what we like to do, obviously, we've talked about this a lot of times with Live Happy Magazine and with the podcast, is, is bring the scientific stuff that, you know, you can get lost in the sauce on that kind of stuff, but to bring it to, a, to an understandable level so that you can make those connections uh, in your own mind. And so this article is a, another great way to take a look at the science behind your happiness. Another thing that we talk about a lot uh, on this program and in the magazine is is the importance of connections and and being a part of of friendship groups, part of families. And there's an article called The Friendship Prescription, and I'm really intrigued by this. What can you tell us about this article?
1: Well, as you know, um, in in the book, Live Happy Ten, Practice for Choosing Joy, we talk about connection. We talk about Mm -hmm. how connection may be the absolute key to happiness if you don't have it. Um, if you're not connected to other people, if you don't have meaningful relationships, or if you don't have positive relationships, really, you're intensely unlikely to be happy. Um, and so this article really is uh, more about how friends play a role. Um, we talk a lot about family and about relationships among the family I- in general at Live Happy. Mm-hmm. But this article really is about how friends can be your greatest blessings. And when it comes to your day-to-day happiness, you know, really your best friends, the people you interact with, most closely with the people you choose to surround yourself with can can play the biggest part of course it also talks about how a loving family can have a huge influence on our well-being but on a day-to-day role it's not just having a loving family it's having that connection outside your family it's having that best friend to commiserate with have a cup of coffee with um, talk about your spouse yeah. and your children and your struggles with that that really can build a foundation um, of joy in your life.
0: Well, I mean, it, it stands to reason Then the, the phrase and it, it's not necessarily applicable. but They say familiarity breeds contempt. It's not that it breeds contempt. It's just it's familiar. You're comfortable. You're always there. They're always around. And it's good to have that connection of somebody outside who can maybe even give you a different perspective uh, on how things are going rather than someone who's always around you and maybe is is tired of listening to your complaints. I'm not talking about my wife in particular, but I'm just saying uh, it's good to have those outside connections for sure. Well,
1: even even when we're talking about resilience, you know, we we teach people that they can—or not we, but you know—the scientists teach people that they can build their own resilience. You know, what Angela Duckworth's doing with grit, or uh, Mm what Caroline Miller's teaching with 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 her authentic. resilience pieces even then one of the pieces of advice is don't go it alone and when we're talking about not going it alone they are talking about that best friend they are talking about that person that you can rely on to understand you and to commit you to to talk about your troubles with but to help you get through them not to wallow in them with you so friendship really is the rock of a lot of things around happiness being able to build meaning being able to to identify uh Uh, Problems and get you through them, Um, and this article touches on that meaning of friendship and also, you know, what a what a healthy friendship looks like.
0: And I, and I think it's easy sometimes uh, to to fall in the trap of of convenience well this person's always around but are they really uh, a good friend are they are they offering the things that that you need are you able to offer them the things that, that they need out of a friendship because otherwise sometimes you end up in a situation where one side or the other is getting used or they're putting in all the effort and and uh, it, it, it can be probably detrimental to your happiness
1: well absolutely having the person who engages in negative talk with you uh, you know if, if it's like well he, he never picks up a- is socks well you should leave them then you know that's probably not the healthy yeah. friendship that you want <laughs> that you want in your uh, life um so it, it is really about um good friendship as opposed to unhealthy uh friendship which does exist
0: absolutely uh we've probably all experienced it at some point uh high school is a time when that can happen a lot uh thinking back uh, on my own experience anyway. uh, You brought up resilience, which uh, really kind of leads into another article I wanted to talk about, because when we've looked back over the way things have happened in this country in the past, oh, 10, 15 years or so, uh, we've had some times where we've had to come back as a country, or cities have had to come back, and and when the financial crisis hit, uh, it, it, it hit Detroit particularly hard. And so that's been eight years ago now since we really, well, seven, eight years ago, since we really hit the depths of the, the economic downturn. And Detroit was kind of the city a lot of people pointed to and said, well, at least it's not that bad. You know, well, Detroit is on the way back.
1: It is. And I love this article. This article was pitched to us almost a year before it appeared in the magazine. And, and you know, we, we love the idea of showing a place that people think of as being a negative place and really showing the vibrant community that has grown out of the economic downturn, um, how people have really pulled together mm-hmm. and are building a community. Detroit still has extraordinarily high poverty levels. Um, Detroit still has neighborhoods that are just completely empty. I mean, that people just moved out of. There is not enough population there because so many people left the area. But it's really making yeah. a comeback. And there are areas of town that are, are, are really going through this rebirth that have this tremendous um, community, garden, giving back atmosphere uh, more of a, a small town, we're in it together kind of feel. And this article really touches on that. And it's, it's uplifting to see people pull together to save the place they love, really, to, to build something out of, out of you know, a great loss, to really take that and build something with it. And, and I would say that there are parts of Detroit that are not only thriving but it's a city that's truly go- undergoing a rebirth. It was an industrial center for, mm-hmm. for you know for over a hundred years, and it's it, sure. it's being reborn as um, you know as a new city, a city where uh, a city of communities, and and it's really a, a tremendously interesting article, and it's something I hope the trend continues in our in our cities that are that are losing jobs or that have uh, undergone um, hardship. It, it's great to see that the people of those communities can pull together and make something beautiful out of it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you talk about meaning. I, you look at, like you said, Detroit, known for years. I mean, it's called Motown for a reason. They build cars there. You still think of of, of Ford and 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 General Motors and all those companies that, that were stationed there. But we've seen over the past, well, it's probably even been longer than ten or fifteen years. But manufacturing jobs leaving the area and and people then leaving the area, and so the, the people that are there to find a meaning, to find something to to hold on to and take pride in, and, and and creating it we talked about creativity as being something uh, important to your happiness and making a thing and it's really cool to see a community see a city uh, do it uh, as a collective group because then you get the connections as well i mean there's really a lot of stuff to dive into on this particular story
1: there really is and it you know even outside of this story there's been some tremendous other stories that we didn't put in the magazine um about Detroit, uh, there's one great story that is an Adam Shell's movie, Pursuing Happiness, about these gentlemen mm-hmm. who decided that they were going to build mini libraries at bus stops. So they build these bus benches because they noticed as they were driving through Detroit, there were no benches for people to sit on in at the bus stops in Detroit. So they took the time to build benches, and on the lower shelf of the bench is books. So it's a book share, uh, you know, a little uh, a, a little library that people can stop and take sure. a book before they get on the bus. And they do it just because they want to do it. And there's just a lot of that activity going on in that community. And we just don't think of that when we think about Detroit, but we need to, because even though the city is not, you know, it was once, uh, I think, one of the five largest cities in the United States. It's certainly not by population anymore, um, but it's still mm-hmm. a thriving community with people there that um, really are trying to make a difference and, and preserve their community and, and build it back.
0: Well, it's it's fantastic and it's 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 inspiring as someone who kind of grew up out there in the grain belt, Rust belt area. It's nice to see that uh, there are people that take pride in it and and want to to bring it back and and give back, which is another important uh, step for choosing joy. Well, uh Deborah Heiss, we both are very busy. Obviously, I'm not in the studio and anyone who can hear hear this can tell that it's not exactly studio quality. I got a flight to catch. You've got a company to run, but it was fantastic to catch up with you and talk about this uh, great new issue of live happy magazine which uh, is available at newsstands everywhere and of course we've got the digital edition which you can find at the uh, apple store the google play store and uh, well i think for the better part of four or five months now it's been available on your uh, iphone or android phone as well so you can take it with you anywhere you want to go
1: I want to do a shameless plug for a couple other articles real quick that are in the magazine. I just want to uh, let okay. let everybody know this is our holiday edition. So we got a. To- Ton of ideas in there about how to, you know, have a, a festive holiday celebration. So th- this will be the the uh, the edition where if you want some ideas on how to entertain or get closer to your family or or activities on things to do. Lots
0: right. of wine and eggnog.
1: So just make sure that uh, if you guys are looking for some great holiday ideas on how to bring your family closer to the holiday, there there's a there's a ton of tips in this particular issue of the magazine. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that. Uh, there's more than what we talk about on this podcast to get from this magazine. Oh, we yes. can't cover it all.
0: Well, we wouldn't want to, because then what's the point of getting the magazine? <laughs> well, it's a tease. Uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Ah, There we go. But, yes, there's all kinds of great stuff in there. And as we said, it's available on newsstands and in digital form. Again, Deborah Heiss, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again uh, right around the next uh, issue launch.
1: Well, I hope to get back on the podcast before then, but I'll definitely be back for that. (laughs) You have a safe trip. Uh, I
0: have to talk to my schedule. I don't make these decisions. (laughs) We'll see you later. Hey, don't forget to connect with us. We want to hear what you want to hear from the podcast. Give us a shout on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash happy, or send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. For Deborah Heiss, I'm Jr. Houston saying so long, and thank you for helping us to live happy.